The home that you worked so hard to purchase or the business that you dreamed of owning deserve to shine. LDJ Cleaning Professionals specialize in commercial, residential, and disinfecting cleaning. We've served Aurora and the Quad Counties with over 20 years experience in the professional cleaning industry. Whether you're looking for window cleaning, disinfecting, or general office cleaning, we offer it all and more. Hire a true professional and call us today at 630-291-5435 or visit our website at www.ldjcleaning.com. We help you protect your investment. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. It is Monday, January 4th. Time is 7.56 a.m. You are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Welcome to 2021 and Happy New Year to all of you great listeners out there, wonderful fans, subscribers, and everybody else just meeting or uh, just finding out about or just coming to Good Morning Aurora. We're glad to be the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we've got a great show for you guys today. Today we have a young man by the name of Robert Lockwood, who is a, uh, a high school student currently. We'll be talking about e-learning and talking about uh, some of the local politics that he has gotten involved in uh, and some of the presentations that his school has put on. And that's Oswego School District 308. So that's going to be coming up here pretty soon. We've got news and everything for you guys to talk about, so without further delay, we will get into that. The Aurora Township um, elections are coming up April uh, of this year, and that's also around the time of the mayoral elections as well. Richard Irvin, the incumbent mayor, uh, is has two challengers. They are Judd Lofshe, current alderman, and Mr. John Leish. Uh, so good luck to everybody. Township, we have had the pleasure of interviewing three people seeking office in Aurora Township. Alex Arroyo, uh, Township Supervisor, Sherry Spears, and Bonnie Conkel, both running for trustee. Check out those episodes that we've uh, had with them. They were really cool. And learn more about what they are seeking. And also learn out learn more about Township, what exactly Aurora Township does. What do you know about it, and do you even live in Township? So that's information for you guys to all find out. The Aurora Public Library has a lot of good stuff coming up this year. Wednesday the 13th at 6 p.m., Citizenship and Recent Updates and Immigration. A legal service specialist from World Relief Chicagoland is going to be present. Registration is required. Wednesday, January 20th at 6 p.m., contacting your elected officials. A follow-up to MLK's day of service, former political staffer Lily Rocha will cover best practices to contact local, state, and federal representatives. Register. Thursday, January 21st, 7 p.m., Civic Education Series County Boards. That's a partnership with the League of Women Voters of the Aurora area. Registration is required for this. 
And February and March initiatives uh, are going to be significant because they will be highlighting culture. All of these programs that I'm mentioning are brought to us by the Aurora Public Library. Friday, February 12th at 10 a.m., Tai Chi for Chinese New Year, the ancient Chinese practice of Tai Chi, clinically proven to be an effective exercise to improve health, fitness, and relaxation, it will be a program available to adults, registrations required. Tuesday, February 16th, 7 p.m., Growing Your Business with LGBTQ Friendly Practices, that's brought to us by the Aurora Human Relations Commission, registration is required. And Thursday, March 18th, 7 p.m., Civic Education Township Government. This is going to be, again, with the League of Women Voters for the Aurora Area. The series will focus on township government and its role in policymaking. Very cool. So please make sure that you come on out or not come on out, tune in virtually, uh, digitally, and take part in what the Aurora Public Library has going on. The high today will be 32 degrees, supposed to be cloudy all day, uh, but we shall see what happens with that. I can see clearly now. I'm going to stop singing. All right. And I want to give a shout out right now to all the small businesses in Aurora. Shout out Cottonseed Creative Exchange. Just to let you guys know, you can purchase your Good Morning Aurora t-shirts now. Ha! Claps, claps, baby. You can purchase Good Morning Aurora t-shirts at Cottonseed Creative Exchange, 8 North Broadway. We've got small, medium, and large sizes. Stay tuned because there's more merch coming. Coffee mugs are coming next for y'all. I uh, also want to give a shout out to our most recent YouTube subscribers, Steve Warren and Zibshek, I believe is how you pronounce that name. Hope I didn't massacre it too bad. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and check out the show on Spotify as well. And I want to say a much needed thank you to all of our friends. Shout out Tracy Duran, Loka GTZ, so many of y'all, Vanessa, Gary, it's so many cool people. And we are proud to be the second largest city's first daily news podcast. All right. And that is the news. Thanks for taking some time yeah. to sit down on Good Morning Aurora with Of course, yeah. All right, um, so first things first, let the listeners know who you are, where you're from. Okay, well, my name is Luke Lockwood, okay. and I've always lived in Illinois up here, um, Montgomery, Oswego, that area, and I've always been in the Oswego School District, okay. um, and now I am currently a freshman at Oswego High School, and that's kind of where I am today. School of. District. Uh, 308. 308. Yeah. Okay. SD 308. Yep. I did some. Uh, I did some volunteer teaching at Benarsic. Oh yeah, Benarsic. Yeah. And I think Plank. Oh yeah. Maybe. I think it was Plank. Yeah. yeah. Good schools. Yeah, they're really good schools. Yeah. Um, I really like the school district. So. Uh, are you involved in any clubs? I am. I um, try to get as involved as possible. Of mm. course, with COVID and stuff, it's a lot harder, but right. I've still been um, getting involved this year. I joined um, the uh, winter play, and so we're still working on that, trying to figure out how we're going to do it uh, with COVID. I'm in a club called Bionic, which we use to kind of help people. Um, this past couple of weeks, we've been doing a giving tree for mm. Christmas, and uh, we raised, we had a few companies 
donate like $3,000 so we could buy toys for kids. So it's a really great club that we're doing for people. And I also decided, you know, I might try and get a little bit more political. And uh, I joined my Republicans club at my school because I okay. figured I would you know, try new things at my school. And this is high school? This is high school. Okay, yeah. Oswego? Uh, Oswego High School, okay. yeah. Isn't there Oswego East and West? There, uh, There's just Oswego East, yeah. Oh, okay. It's Oswego High School and Oswego East High School, yeah. I wonder why they would make an East I, I had a... Yeah, I'm not really sure why, but um, I know Oswego East is a much newer school, so I know Oswego High School's been around for a long time, so, yeah. Um, growing up, what impact did your mom have in your life? Uh, my mom, she's, I mean, she's always been there for me, like, I know that I can trust her with anything, so I feel like that was one of the big things, like, building trust in the beginning, like, she never really you know, yelled, mm -hmm. so to speak, at me if I did something wrong. There was always like a, you know, a voice that I knew, you know, I was in trouble. But I mean, it was just that kind of like trust and um, she's always impacted, you know, the way I think and she's always told me, you know, don't know peer pressure and stuff and so I've always kind of taken that to heart. She's, um, I, you know, I'm a Christian and so she brought me to church and uh, she, she's been an impact with me uh, spiritually with that and um, she's also just taught me to, you know, do, be good and don't let others, you know, change who you are, so to speak. Yeah. Hmm. So what's the best thing? Can can I, I'm sorry, can I interrupt? Um, do you want him looking profile like that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, was, I wasn't sure because... Uh, no, nah, he looks just great. Okay, yeah. right. I just, oh, yeah. I, I just, uh, okay. Um, so... When it comes to, uh, you know, the perseverance and the trying hard and everything like that, do you find that kids your age have that in them? Or, uh, you know, what, what's the caliber of human material that you deal with? Well, um, there's definitely a lot of kids that I've met who do really try hard and want to do great things. But I think there's a mix of both, but I have seen a lot more kids who, especially now with COVID, have slacked off a lot and just, like, there's no motivation. Um, just in some of my classes in eighth grade and this year as a freshman, there's so many reminders, like, you're going to fail this class. And I feel like where a lot of kids my age are struggling is that they don't have any motivation to get things done like I have goals and stuff and I think there's a lot of kids who don't really think about their future and what they want to do mm -hmm. I mean you don't have to have everything planned out but just kind of be aware and I think a lot of kids they just wanna be lazy I guess and I mean not all of them but you know I feel like that's a problem and also uh, home life too I feel right. that's a big issue like you always have to think what's going on at home. You know, you know, like all these kids who are failing. Like I have great parents who support me, and I feel like that pays off in school. So there's a lot of kids who don't have that, and I feel like that plays an effect too. How old are you? I am 15. Um, are you e-learning? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, I mean, in the spring, 
because, you know, it started back in March, it was really hard because there was no structure. Right. Um, we were just kind of thrown in to, all right, we're going to learn from home. So that was really hard. Um, and also there was a lack of motivation, even for me, because grades couldn't change. So the grade that I was at on, I think, March 15th, it couldn't change. So from then on, I just kind of slacked off. Mm. Like, you know, it won't change my grades, you know, so. But this year, going into remote learning, I was very worried about that, but my school district has actually done a really good job, um, especially at the high school level, like keeping it normal, but while still being at home. Like, I'm still on my same schedule and stuff, so I'm going from class to class. I get a five minute break. So they've done a really good job keeping it consistent, mm -hmm. and so I think that's what's really helped me this year uh, with the remote learning that we're in. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Um, now, what's the day, what's the schedule like for you, uh, your school day? So we have eight periods and um, lunches are anywhere from fourth to seventh period, I think. Okay. Um, so I actually have the earliest lunch. I eat at 10.15, but um, we just kind of go with our schedule. I believe every period's about 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, and then you just go through your schedule. Like I had gym first um, and then you just kind of followed your schedule. I have my schedule on my bulletin board so I know what time because, and I've also had to teach myself like not to play on my phone in between the breaks because then you can like lose track of time. So, um, it, you know, it's the schedule, it's been really good for me to have a schedule because I didn't have that last time. So the schedule is, it's, um, it's, it's a good schedule knowing, you know, with what we're having right now with COVID, like it's very structured, so. Um, who's your favorite teacher? Ooh, my favorite teacher. Um, honestly, my band directors are some of my favorite teachers. <laughs> uh, they, uh, they're just really fun and they make band super fun for all the kids. And I, I just, I love them a lot. Like they've done a really good job, like keeping everybody engaged with band because mm -hmm. doing band at home is not the easiest thing. Right. And so I think they've done a really good job keeping kids in band, because um, that's a really hard thing now. Um, what instruments do you play? I'm a percussionist, okay. so I play anywhere from the xylophone to the drum set, so I'm on, I, I can, anything percussion I play. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, are your friends musicians as well? Do they play or do you? Um, I have... What's your uh, click? In school. My click, I think my click is definitely um, the fine arts side. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a lot of kids in my choir as well, so okay. I'm a theater nerd as well. So, I've uh, made new friends and I've kept old friends within the theater, choir, and uh, band side. So, very fine artsy, I would say. Word up. Yeah. Word up. <laughs> um, what does America mean to you? Uh, to me, I mean, I love America, first of all. I mean, America, to me, it's freedom. And I know there's a lot of people, especially now, who aren't pleased with America and how things are going. Mm -hmm. But I often think if you go to the Middle East or somewhere else in the country, you're going to want to come back to America because we really have it good here. And I feel like a lot of people take that for granted. So 
that's one of the reasons why I love America and American history mm -hmm. is what we fought for. And of course there's things that can change, but I America means so much to me because knowing that I can say what I believe and um, you know, I, I have so much freedom and that's why I love America and that's why it means a lot to me, I would say. Uh, what do you mean nowadays? Um, there's a lot of uh, things that people find faulties in with uh, race and um, you know, even like the handling of COVID and our government mm -hmm. and um, there, there is, it, our government can get messy at times, there's division I think is the big thing. Right. There's so much divide and I feel like that's why people, a, a good amount of people are not liking America as much because of that division. They feel like they can't say what they believe when they really have that right to us. So I think that's why there is uh, so much tension behind America today. Mm -hmm. As I said, you know, with um, loving America, I'm not necessarily loving what's going on in America, but I'm loving America as a whole, I would say. What's the best thing about America? Honestly, it's freedom. Like, we get to elect, you know, whoever we want. We can, we can have our voices heard and we can speak how we want. We can, um, talk to whoever, like, it's just that freedom of, you know, you don't have to hide because you believe a certain thing or because you worship this God. And I think that's, A, what makes America great, and that's my favorite thing about America, for sure. Um, have you done any traveling? Uh, I have, uh, mainly to Florida. Uh, <laughs> my family loves Disney World, so... Um, we, Florida's uh, a good place. Yeah, yeah, Florida, and then I've always wanted to go to D.C. Uh, well, I'll get there eventually. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I've traveled to Kentucky, Tennessee, um, a bunch of different states because my uh, goal in life is to visit every state capital. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I have like only six, but I mean that's a start. So um, I think I've been to Minnesota a couple of times. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to get around to see all the capitals, but. Yeah. Minnesota is a nice place. It is a nice place. Yeah, I've been to Minnesota. Of, we go to the Mall of America. Uh, we haven't been there in a little while, but that's one of our favorite places to go. Yeah, I haven't been there. there in, boy, years. Holy cow. Can't remember the last time I was there. Yeah, I, I think it's been like at least four years for us, so it's been a while, but... Yeah, they got an amusement park inside of the damn mall. That's yeah, it, you know, I was always bribed, like, you can ride rides if you are a good job while we're shopping for your back-to-school clothes. So I was like, all right, I'll listen so I can ride rides. So that was a good little bribing for my mom to right. have us behave in the stores. <laughs> uh, so, which uh, is 20, it's the end of 2020, and yeah. it's about to be 2021. Um, what is your opinion of the state of... Uh, we live in Oswego, so I'll ask you about Oswego a little bit. But what's your opinion of the state of the country moving from 2020 to 2021? Um, I think there is a lot of division, like more than we've ever seen. Um, and I think overall we are in a good place, but at the same time we're not. So it's kind of like 50-50 for me because there's so much division with this past election. What do you mean more than we've ever seen? I mean, just seeing how you can't, it's like you can't be in the middle anymore for people. Like, 
you're either a Democrat or a Republican, which makes me really sad that people can't come together. Of course, there's a lot of people who do, but I think we need to look at our government a little bit too. And a lot of people are looking to our government and that doesn't really set a good example because when you turn on the news, you see Democrats and Republicans fighting all the time. And so that's not a good influence for the American people. And I feel like that's rubbing off on the American people seeing Democrats and Republicans fighting like all the time. And I feel like that's one of the biggest problems I see in America right now. Um, it's just the constant tension and afraid to say what you believe, which is the foundation of America. So I feel like that is one of the biggest problems that America has is we just need to respect each other more for our beliefs. Uh, what are your personal views on uh, the upcoming year? What do you, what do you have? Uh... Well, um, I am a Republican and I did support President Trump, mm -hmm. but I am also not going to, when Joe Biden takes office, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, go out in the streets and like burn things up and stuff. And I mean, I will respect him as my president when he's elected, so, uh, or when he's inaugurated. But um, I do support Trump and what he was doing. Um, but once that power changes, I mean, we're going to have to hope that he's a good president. Of course, there are a lot of things that I won't agree with, but that doesn't mean that I can't uh, hope that he does the best for America as a whole. What's the best thing about the American presidency? The best thing, I think the best thing, well, there's a few best things, but one of the best things that I see in the presidency is how you're in it for four to eight years and you're an American citizen again. There's no dictatorship, like, that can't happen. And so I think that's one of the best things we see in the presidency is you are one of the most powerful people in the world. Mm -hmm. And you go from being able to sit off nuclear bombs to having no power at all. And so I think that's one of the greatest things about the presidency is you're in it for so long and then you're an American citizen again. Uh, what's a not so great thing about the presidency? Uh, one of the not so great things is I had a great eighth grade American history teacher and he really opened our eyes to say every president that has come along gains a little bit more power. And I mean, as we've seen George Washington, he started, he didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to be called your majesty and stuff. And now we're getting to the point where every president kind of takes a little bit more power to where kids now, when I was little, I thought the president could do whatever he wants, like a dictator. So I think that is one of the worst things about the presidency, like um, just the more power they're grabbing, so to speak, like, like what? going yeah. through. Like, um, I mean, let's look at uh, the Congress. I mean, the president can sign executive orders. Now, those don't last forever, but they're a good chunk and they don't need Congress's approval right away. So just those kind of, kinds of things and um, it, it's, it's getting even more, like they're getting more power through that and what they, can sign, what they can write up and what they can sign to put into law. But Congress can veto. They can, but uh, an executive order lasts for so long and the, the president can persuade and I feel like that's where we're running into problems is where the president is gaining so much power that he can use his authority, mm -hmm. which is a perk, but at the same time it's a little scary. He can be like, 
you know, I have this power, if you don't do this, I can do this to you. So I feel like that's where they're gaining a little bit more power. Because in the beginning, it was all an equal level playing field, you know. It was the president and Congress, and, um, and they now, you're seeing the president is kind of on a higher pedestal because they have a lot more power than a congressman, and so they can, you know, uh, intimidate them to do what they want, I guess. Hmm. Um, in regards to local elections, uh, so here in Aurora, we have the Aurora Township election coming up. Mm -hmm. The primaries are in February, and then the, uh, the elections April 6th, in addition to the mayoral elections that we have here. Um, in your opinion, what is the significance of local politics to the American story? Um, well, I mean, if you look even in where I live in Oswego, mm -hmm. I mean, my dad, he, uh, he, he's, he's gotten more involved with that stuff and what he's learned mm -hmm. is that um, they're very balanced with their money while we look at the state and they're not. So I feel like local governments um, can affect people in different ways in their state mm -hmm. and I think that's what can affect America as a whole is there's different uh, cities, like if you look, um, maybe somebody in Aurora, like a group of people in Aurora, aren't better off because their city isn't uh, as balanced with their money as right. somebody in Oswego. So um, I feel like that's where there's a big difference overall in the big picture over like Illinois. We are not, we're in lots of debt. So I feel like that's where overall as an America, as America, that's what's happening all over America. So I feel like that's uh, plays a big impact. Different cities having different um, budgets and stuff. Right. Um, and what's the name of the uh, the group with which you're with in the uh, at school? The Republican. Oh, group? oh, we're just called the Republicans Club. That's kind of what we're okay. called. Yeah. It's, How many members does it have? Um, we have about um, sixteen. We're gaining some um, a good amount, but I think we're sitting there. Around 15 to 16. Okay. Yeah. How does one become a member? Um, you can reach out to the teacher okay. um, uh, and she'll give you the Google Classroom code. Mm -hmm. um, there's also an Instagram account that you can uh, direct message and they'll give you the Google, uh, the Google code. And they also sent out, my school sent a slideshow. This is how I actually found it of all the clubs and activities mm -hmm. they have. And um, on there is the Republicans Club and the Google Classroom code. So, y'all got yeah. y'all be using Instagram in school? Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, it can get a little rough. I mean, we had to um, turn it to private, you know, because there was hatred and stuff. Which I mean, I, I don't know it's what the, that's about. It's but. the it's the teacher is who runs the account uh the student is if they get permission they can run the account so oh, okay we have a president of the club so she runs it um okay. so the teacher doesn't but the teacher does monitor everything yeah i see okay yeah. um so 15 members yeah. currently yeah uh still growing people just have to reach out mm -hmm. and then uh is there any is there like a test or anything like that? Uh, no, there's not. There's not necessarily a test. Um, but if you do want, because we have like, uh, you can be the president of the club or mm -hmm. the vice president or something, uh, and you have to be uh, a sophomore through a, uh, through a uh, senior. Okay. So 
the, that's the only thing. If you're going to run, you have to like type up a little thing why people should vote for you. But other than that, you can just come be a part of the club and, you know, we just talk about people. We've had uh, people from local um, governments and the state government cool. come. Uh, we had uh, uh, Matt, I feel like I might butcher his last name, but Matt Prochka, I think uh, that's his last name. Mm -hmm. He was running for uh, circuit clerk. And so he and came to talk to us. K Kendall County? Yeah. Okay. K Kendall County. And so uh, he came to talk to us about um, why he's running and stuff and handling the records. Um, yeah. And so we've had, um, yeah, he, it was. it's just really cool to see uh, people, um, people of our government willing to come talk with us mm -hmm. because that shows that they care. And uh, I feel like that's really important. Um, how important is it, well, let me start this question over. What's the impact of voting? The impact of voting, I feel like, A, it's very important to vote because, you know, it's your right and uh, I feel like you should exercise those rights, but the importance, you said the importance of voting, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's very important because it's your right as an American citizen. Well, the impact of voting. Oh, the impact yeah. of voting. The impact of voting, I, for me, I've always, I'm excited to vote, but um, I feel like you can impact an election. I mean, we've seen in uh, recent elections, mm -hmm. some elections have come down to a thousand votes or so. And there are a lot of people who say, you know, my voice isn't heard if I vote and stuff which I can see why people say that, but I mean, we're looking at some states like, for instance, like Wisconsin and Michigan and stuff, they came down within a couple hundred thousand or even a thousand votes, like 6,000 votes. So if you have a group of 6,000 people or so in a state who didn't want to vote, but they wanted their candidate, that could have swayed the election. So I feel like there's a greater impact with uh, your votes because there are a lot of people who don't vote and once that starts piling up, there could be a difference in elections. Um, what is it that the Democrat, uh, the Democratic Party has wrong about the Republican Party? Um, I feel like it's just um, what they have wrong about the Republican Party is that we are not necessarily hating on people because now not everybody thinks this way but there's a lot of you see it on the news and stuff there's a lot of people saying well if you support this person then you are this and I feel like that is definitely wrong because somebody I, I like to say policy over personality for me and um, I feel like a lot of um, Democrats not necessarily all of them but a good amount of them believe that um, if you support somebody like Trump that you are like Trump with certain things and I feel like that's the misconception with Republicans is that you know they are you know racist and stuff which but that would mean that Donald Trump is racist well no not necessarily I meant like you know his um, you know his tweets and stuff I get yeah um, what is it that the Republican Party has that the Democratic Party does not? Um, I feel like 
really for me it's policies. Um, I mean, I believe um, that, you know, with um, certain things like abortion and... Um, Nobody ever goes that fast from <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, there's just uh, certain policies like um, abortion and stuff, um, uh, and I believe that I, um, sorry, so um, with things like abortion, I believe that, you know, um, life is, starts in the uh, stomach, but, um, you know, I believe that it is murder and stuff, and so that there are certain things with policies and um, like raising and lowering taxes and stuff that is for me that makes a big difference in why I choose to be a Republican I guess um, it's just those certain things and I mean we're looking if you go back to like the Reagan era there were just those differences with policies what do you mean like with um, taxes, like Democrats wanting to raise, Republicans necessarily wanted to lower the taxes. But nowadays it's become like you can't agree on anything, you know? What That's I'm not entirely true. I'm old enough to remember, I'm old enough to remember George Bush saying, read my lips. You know, let me get that, let me get this quote right. He said, Congress will push me to raise taxes and I will say no read my lips and he raised it. yeah um, <laughs> this was after Ronald Reagan yes so I don't know how fluid and how uh, you know I don't know how rigid the lowering of taxes has been amongst the Republican Party, but yeah. it's not worth bandying. Right, 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 yeah. Um, but you mentioned abortion. Mm. What's the difference between the Republican and Democrat position on abortion? I mean, the main difference is pro-life and pro-choice. I mean, that is probably one of, if not the biggest issue nowadays between the two parties, mm -hmm. is Republicans believe, you know, that uh, life starts um, once the baby is conceived, and well, everybody uh, believes that. What? Everybody believes that. That's 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 science. Well, yeah, but there are a lot of people who believe that you know, I mean, life starts once it's born, and I feel like that's where there's a lot of division too is um, with that. So you believe that uh, if delivering a baby, even stillborn would mean that the complications would cause the mother to die, uh, abortioning the fetus should still not be an option. Um, you know, that's where it gets rocky. I do believe... Not really. It's pretty smooth. Well, yeah, but, um, I mean, it, it does depend on the situation, but um, if it is up to that point, I mean, I, I can't say that I would say I would hate anybody for it, but I mean, yeah. Are there things that, um, and this is not necessarily a, 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 a strictly political party issue, yeah. um, 
are there things in American society that uh, should be or should be maintained, you know, and not changed? Um, well, definitely starting with, um, you know, the Constitution and stuff, that should not be changed. I mean, we have... But they make amendments. Right, but um, with the amendments and stuff, like, the, the core values, you right. know, like, I never want to get to a point where you have to, you can't say, speak your mind, or you can't, you know, love who you want or anything. That's, I, I never want to get to that point. So I feel like that is something that we need to continue. And um, with amendments, but our core beliefs with that Constitution, I feel like, is something that we need to carry on through okay. generations because I feel like generations deserve those divine rights um, in your opinion what movie represents America best huh what movie um, I mean I watch a lot of documentaries personally I do too but so. I <laughs> <laughs> um, we can take one of those will work. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see here. If that's all you got, we'll take it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I really, um, I was watching this one docu documentary. Um, it's um, it's called America's Book of Secrets. Have you heard of that one? No, I've not Okay, heard so it. to me, uh, I feel like, uh, I, I don't know, there's a lot of things that, um, we see about America with that uh, show. I mean, it's not just political. It's like so many different things to like. I heard it was like facts and yeah, archaeology. And right. Yeah. Like I, I really like that, and I feel like it represents you know what's going on in America then and kind of now. With um, they have ones on like drugs and stuff mm -hmm. and West Point, and I feel like that is something that represents America because it shows the good and the bad in America and different cover-ups and stuff, so I feel like that's something that represents America to where there's certain things in it with um, certain, uh, like, you know, like I said, drugs and stuff that kind of represent today, you know. Was it wrong for the Marine Corps to allow female recruits? I don't think, no, no. I, I do not think that was wrong. Um, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that, no. Was it wrong for uh, the well, not just the Marine Corps? Was it wrong for uh, the military to uh, uh, relax, augment, and change uh, certain standards per religion for people to join the military? Uh, for, I, let me give you an example. Yeah. Um, in the uh, Sikh religion, wearing a turban is just sacrosanct. Right, yeah. Uh, along with uh, along with facial hair. Traditionally, in the military, you know, everybody gets the same shitty haircut, uh, and you gotta keep your face clean shaven. Unless, of course, you were like me and had bump, razor bumps, <laughs> and it made your face look like pizza, so you get the shaved shit and you could rock the, the hair a little bit, <laughs> but that's another story. Um, was it wrong for the military to make changes like that so people like Sikhs can join and that kind of stuff? Um, I don't really think, no, not necessarily, because I feel like 
once again, it shows the core values of America that you can believe in certain religions and you won't be punished for it. So I think that kind of goes along with that is we're not going to punish somebody for what they believe to be true mm -hmm. and what they want to wear uh, because it's part of their religion. I don't think that's uh, wrong, in my opinion. Are the Russians competitors or are they enemies? Um, I think a little bit of... Mm, I definitely think um, that they're more competitors because what we've seen is like they're um, they're definitely there's a lot of moments where they're hard to work with you know like with what? like uh, Putin where you know you, you I, there's a lot of people in America who don't necessarily trust Russia and stuff because of you know people saying you know Russia was in on the election and stuff and so there's a lot of like trust trust issues with America and Russia nowadays, but I don't necessarily think that they are our enemies, um, but I, they're definitely competitors with, um, you know, nuclear stuff um, you hear a lot about, and uh, they're, yeah, I would say competitors for sure. The Russians uh, are the people who defeated the Nazis, so they're not all bad. Right. Um, but yes, definitely in the 2020 climate, it has been quite the issue. Yeah. Um, when we look at America, specifically uh, if we look post-World War II, um, you know, we've got the baby boom, uh, you know, veterans are returning home now, um, they are helping to stimulate the economy, new homes are being built. Uh, America is entering a what's been known as the post-war boom. You weren't alive for this, and neither was yeah. I. Yeah. But in your opinion, what is another great period of American history and prosperity? Um, for me, one of the when I look back, one of the greatest moments is. Um, winning the Revolutionary War. Now, not everything was perfect around that time, but I feel like it, it was one of the greatest moments because there are certain things that we learn about in school that if something went wrong in that Revolutionary War or they didn't invade here or there, that we probably wouldn't be here as a free country. So I really think that moment after we won the Revolutionary War was really one of our greatest moments. Hmm. Who was the hero of the American Revolutionary War? Um, I mean, a lot of people will say this, and I would honestly agree, George Washington for me. I mean, I, I, I just really respect him, and um, I, I mean, I think he was the hero in there because he led, the, he led his army to victory, and I also believe um, that he was very humble with the way he did it as well. So I feel like that adds to another uh, point, you know. He was humble and he didn't want people to call him, you know, your majesty and stuff. So I like that. Well, that was English terminology for being a king. Right, right. So the last thing he'd want to be is your majesty. Right, right, yeah. Um, do you have a favorite point of American history? Um, my favorite point would probably be um, after the Civil War, and I love Abraham Lincoln. He is, 
one of my favorite presidents. And after the Civil War, I love Lincoln so much that, you know, after he got to be happy again, like, he got, because during his presidency, you know, he was, you know, stressed out with um, all, you know, the war and stuff. And mm -hmm. so he got to be happy. And I feel like for the first time, America could, like, take a deep breath, like, you know, that um, there was freedom for uh, everybody. And I, I think after the Civil War, that was really, um, that's probably one of my favorite moments in American history. And also, I love Lincoln, so he's got to be in there, too. You're the first person I've ever interviewed to tell me that Reconstruction is their favorite part of American <laughs> history. Um, uh, who, in your opinion, was the best president America has had? Uh, for me, Abraham Lincoln. I mean, he is, I, I just respect him, you know, honest Abe, you know, he was very honest. I mean, freeing slaves, I mean, he fought so hard. And had he taken a step back, like former presidents and stuff had, with not addressing the issues that were going on, he would have lived for probably many more years. But because he went out and took a stand, he pretty much risked his life so that others can be free. And I really respect that. Hmm. Um, of all of America's conflicts, uh, what do you think? You mentioned that the American Revolutionary War was your favorite to learn about. Is it the conflict you think had the longest or the uh, the most lasting impression on the country? Um, I would say so because it was one of the first in our country, and because of that, we still have the Constitution that mm -hmm. still we carry through today. So I would say yeah, because I mean, we look back some of the things that were written around the Revolutionary War time we still um, use today. So I would say yeah, for yeah. Um, what's the best thing about Christopher Columbus? Um, you know, he uh, came over here and to the Indies, you know, down the West Indies, and uh, showing up and, you know, uh, discovering the land, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I personally, when I, um, when I watch TV, I like documentaries too. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the things that I like to know about America is all of its, uh, you know, you've got Canada to the north and Mexico to the south. Learning about the westward expansion and uh, the Oregon Trail and all that other kind of stuff uh, has always been fascinating to me. Do you guys learn about that in school? Um, we did in uh, eighth grade. I okay. took American history and we learned all about um, that stuff. Um, I I watch a lot of documentaries, mm -hmm. so a lot of kids probably aren't as loving of American history as I am. But um, we did. What do you mean by that? Um, like I I just I have a whole thing of documentaries on my shelf, and I just I watch them mainly about the presidents because I love the presidents a lot. But I have mm -hmm. Civil War stuff, and you know I read books on stuff, and a lot of kids don't do that, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I call myself a history buff, because, you know. <laughs> yeah, reading books, uh, you know, it's the cell phones now, that's all you do. Yeah. It's the TikTok. Right, yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. 
Um, what's the best book you've read? Hmm. Let's see here. Um, I used to read a book when I was um, a little bit younger. It was, I mean, it's not too informative, mm -hmm. but um, it was a book just about the presidents, but informative-wise, my favorite book is probably a book by Bill O'Reilly called Killing Lincoln. I love that Killing book. Killing Lincoln yeah. by Bill O'Reilly? Mm -hmm. I love that book. It's probably one of my favorite books. You're the first? Well, actually, you're the, you're the third person to tell me that. <laughs> Did you read his first book? Uh, I don't think. That's the only one I've read so far. Um, okay. But I, I would like to read more of his books, for sure. Um, where do you get your news? You know, it's really hard nowadays with news because there's a lot that you can't trust, but I've actually, um, there's this new place, Newsmax, and it... It's uh, not new. Well, yeah, but for it's me... It's been around since 96. For me, it's new <laughs> to, to see, um, and I've been watching that, and I know it, it it's pretty biased, but I mean, that's, I, I don't like, you know, that's just what I watch, you know, but um, I don't really watch a whole lot of news mm -hmm. because um, it'll A, either make me angry or B, misinform me, and I don't, Why I, would I it mean, make you angry? with some of the stuff that they uh, say and stuff, that things that won't go along with my beliefs, not necessarily angry, but, you know, um, I mean, and a lot of the vision that you see that they film and over the summer with all the rioting and stuff, it just like, it makes you sad and stuff. So I kind of tuned away a little bit uh, from the news, but I definitely, um, I still uh, read articles and stuff that pop up. What do you read? Um, I, I try and do a variety, like sometimes I'll read CNN and be like, oh, okay. And then sometimes I'll look at Fox and be like, okay, and try and find like a similar path because a lot of news stations are a little bit more biased. So I try and find a similar, you know, subject that they're talking about and see what they have in common. And that's usually along the lines of what's truly going on because it's really hard nowadays. We really don't know what to believe because there's so much well, sure mistrust. Sure that's belong. Sure, we know what to believe. Well, we know what to believe, but we don't know like we believe what's what to trust. We believe what's true. Well, yeah, but when they talk about like different things that's that's going on, like um, you know, different uh, politicians saying different things, like and uh, you know, division and all this different stuff, we don't know if what's biased. You know, we don't know if somebody says, you know, I like Trump or, you know, I hate Trump and then they go on about what he's done and stuff. We don't really know if he has done that in his past or if he hasn't or same with Biden or so. I feel like there's a lot of, we get so much information that we don't know what's true because it's coming from different sides of the aisle. I don't know about all that. I mean, we would just trust what's true. Yeah. I mean, two plus two is always going to equal four. So if Newsmax says it's five, and CNN says it's six, and the radio guy says, you decide, I mean, this is right. We're just going to go back to the 
before. But there's a lot of hard things when you look at like foreign interactions and stuff. I mean, you see, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. And so when news reporters try and figure it out, we don't know 100%. You know, things like that. Of course, we know like, you know, two plus two is four and all that stuff. But a lot of things behind closed doors that we can't see for ourselves, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like what? Um, like when the President of the United States meets with um, Vladimir Putin and they talk about like, you know, whether it's nuclear or, you know, um, uh, an alliance mm. against other countries, we don't know really what's truly being said. They could say what they said, but is that really what's going on? We, it could be, but it could not be. So I think that's kind of where, um, I, yeah, that's kind of what I'm talking about there. Um, uh, President Trump was the first president in American history to meet with a foreigner, Putin of Russia, without American translators and without Americans in the room. Was that a good move? Um, I don't really think, uh, for me, you see Vladimir Putin, he speaks English a little, like, no, enough. Like, he's... He, he speaks, can, he, he sounds like an idiot. He's, he knows like five English words. Right, and so I feel that, exactly, like, those like five little words, and I feel like Trump could have used some translators, but I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't really see an issue with that personally. Um, I think that one of America's greatest strengths, um, has always been that, you know, whether you're in the northern part of the country or, you know, the eastern, the west, or the southern part, I do feel that there's always been a uh, inherent, like, camaraderie within the, you know, everybody's had its own little bit of neighborliness. Yeah. You know, you, you have what's called southern hospitality. Mm -hmm. If you're in California, you hear about New York, everybody knows it's the Big Apple. Right. Um, people in Florida know that Chicago's the Windy City. Yeah. People in Chicago know that Florida's the Sunshine State. Yes. Yeah. That was right? Yep. Damn, Got that right. I totally guessed that right now. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the teachers. <laughs> um, so I, I, I always, I've always thought that that's, that's a strength. Mm -hmm. You know, people... Even if you're not in the the place, you know about it, you learn about it and everything right. like that. Um, you mentioned that you want to go to all state capitals. Yes. You've been to four, you uh, said? Yeah, uh, let's see. Or was One, it six? Two. Uh, five. You've I been think to five? five? Yeah. Um, which, which one would you like to go to? If you could go today, where would you go? Which one? Oh, boy. Um... I would want to go to, um, ooh, that's, that's a good question. Um, honestly, I would want to go to Florida because I've actually never been to Tallahassee. Okay. And it's one of my favorite states, so I would like to go see the capital in Tallahassee. I didn't see the capital, but I've been to Tallahassee. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. Yeah. So that's probably the one I would want to go see. Very cool. Yeah. Um, 
What kind of music do you listen to? Um, I listen to uh, musical music. Um, I like listening to uh, some of my favorite Christian artists. Mm -hmm. And then um, I listen to, um, sometimes I'll listen to Christmas music year-round. I'm one of those people. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's kind of what I listen to. Yeah. Christmas music year-round. Yeah, I know. I've done that before. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've... Uh... I played Last Christmas by Wham, like on my birthday in June and all that. Yeah. If it comes over you, I want to hear it, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think, uh, well, let me start over. In your opinion, what would you like people to take from the American experience? I want them to take um, just like, for me, once again, the rights that you have as a human being, I want people to take that away from America mm -hmm. and just know, like, your rights, like, that is so important to America mm -hmm. because there are so many countries that don't have that, like, you have to do this and believe this, and I feel like that is the big thing that I want people to take away from America, and if every country could have that, I would be ecstatic, for sure. Uh the show ends on a positive note. Yes. What is your message today to the people of Aurora? Oh, man. People of Oswego, too. You can do, you know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just around here? Yeah. Um, <laughs> just around. Straight up. <laughs> no, but um, I just want um, people, like, if you don't agree with somebody, mm -hmm. like, you can, like, you don't have to argue about it. You don't have to fight. And also, uh, you know, we're gonna, you know, we're, we'll get through all the COVID stuff, and uh, yeah, I mean, just people with COVID can have a little bit of a, uh, they can be a little bit more edgy. I mean, I have before, so just be kind to people and don't fight over silly dumb things. That's that's what I gotta say. Word up. <laughs> I feel that. Now. All right. Um, so on behalf of the Second Largest Cities First Daily News Podcast, we appreciate you coming on to the show. Thank you for having Much me. Much appreciated, man. Um, and we wish you and all of our listeners, fans, and subscribers a very blessed, positive, and strong, and happy New Year's. Yes. You know?